Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to our online community uh, through the in the midweek. We are so excited uh, that you've taken time to engage with us. We want to encourage you to engage in some other ways as well. First, you can all you know what we're going to say always like and share. Two clicks can make this video go to someone that needs it in this moment. So I want to encourage you to like and share. You can also subscribe if you're watching by YouTube. We need that specific URL for our church. So we need more subscriptions and you can help us out by doing that. Hey, we've got some really good stuff for you to check out and engage in. You can engage in our first kids video that was posted today. If you were wondering kind of what first kids was all about, you get to see a special Christmas wrap up video for our first kids ministry. Shout out to Aaron Darby for putting that video together and Dan Joyner for leading first kids worship each and every Wednesday. Also, this Sunday night, we will have our third Advent video premiere at 6 p.m. So pay attention to that. Make sure that you're tuning in for that. We've got two previous videos. If you haven't seen those, catch up before this Sunday. And it's a special Advent series. We say thank you to our choir for your diligent work and practicing and preparing. Uh, and we know that God wants to use that to encourage you and your family during the Advent season. Also, a couple of things that are coming up. We're gonna have a fresh look website for 2021. And we're hoping to get a church app off and running for your smart device uh, to engage in more content uh, from First Baptist Church in Indianola. So be looking for that in 2021. Now let's jump into our study. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been studying the book of Galatians. We are walking through chapter one, just first by, verse by verse, just a couple of verses at a time. So tonight we're gonna be in chapter one, verses 18 through 20. So take a moment and turn your copy of God's word to that. Uh, just to recap where we are, Paul is the spiritual father here writing to his spiritual children. He is writing to them specifically regarding the true gospel. You see there's false teachers that have kind of infiltrated the local body there in Galatia, this important place in the ancient day. And they are taking, they're known as Judaizers and they're taking the gospel and adding these layers of Jewish tradition upon top. And Paul is writing to combat that. Uh, he is writing to let them know that they have the true gospel. And in this last section we've been studying, he's been defending his apostleship because these same false teachers are questioning him and they're trying to paint him into a negative light. So what Paul has been doing here in these last sets of verses and what we'll see tonight is that he's talked about his past, he's talked about his present, and tonight we'll see how he's been obeying as an apostle what God has called him to do in his life. So Paul's left off sharing here the obedience to fulfill God's purpose in his life. So let's jump into these verses, verses 18 through 20, Galatians chapter one. This is what's written. Then after three years, I did go up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, and I stayed with him 15 days. But I didn't see any of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. I declare in the sight of God, I am not lying in what I write to you. So as we jump into this, we see in verse 18, Paul notes that it's been three years. In the previous verses, we see that he went to back to Damascus and he went to Arabia. But now it's been three years. So what's been going on? Well, Paul has been obeying. Paul has been given this God-given mission, a mission from the Lord himself to go and to share the gospel with the peoples, the nations, the Gentiles. Now, if you've been with us previously, you know that Gentiles are non-Jewish peoples. And that is who Paul has been called to, to share the true gospel. The Galatians are an example of this. And for three years, he has been obediently 
fulfilling the will of God in his life. So that begs us to ask the question as believers today, what is God calling me to obey him? What does obedience look like in my life right now? What's the next right step of obedience for me to honor God? Is that something within my marriage relationship? Is that something in my work environment? Is that a way that I'm parenting right now? Is that some something else in my life? If, is there someone out there that, that God has laid upon my heart to, to reach out to and pray for? All these different things. What does it look like to obey for me right now? And we see that Paul has been obedient to follow the will of God. I love what Pastor Charles Stanley says. He said this years ago and it stuck with me. He says, obey God and leave the consequences to him. And that's what we see Paul doing here. It's what he's really trying to communicate, that he has been obedient to God's will in his life. And now he wants the Galatians not only to see that, but follow his example in living out the true gospel. He says that he goes to Jerusalem to visit with Cephas. We know that to be Peter. And he visited him for 15 days. Why is this important? Well, it highlights personal relationships and gospel advancement. Paul has gone to, to speak with Peter, to, to share meals with Peter, to, to ask questions to Peter about his time with Jesus and Jesus' earthly ministry. All this is transpiring over this little over two weeks together. And Paul knows that this personal relationship is important. And he's showing that if Peter welcomes him in as an apostle, then those in Galatia should know that he has true apostleship. But it also begs us to ask a couple more questions tonight. As we think about our lives as believers, we need to be thinking about what relationship can I build in order to share the gospel? We've been talking about who's your one for, for a while now here at our church. Maybe this year it's who's your family. But, but who can I build a relationship with? I text my one this week trying to catch up. Trying, trying to re-engage. Who is someone God has laid in our hearts, placed in our life, to build a relationship with, to share the gospel? How, how do we build relationships personally to advance the gospel in partnership? We see this partnership happening with Paul and Peter. And they're advancing the gospel. They're advancing the kingdom here on earth. How do we do that? How can we build that? As we move into verse 19, we see someone else specifically identified. Paul writes, and he says that I didn't see any of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. So what's happening here? Why is this important piece of information? Well, James is known as the earthly brother of Jesus, one born to Joseph and Mary following Christ's birth. And so what we see happening here is that not only is Paul defining James as an apostle along with Peter, Peter and James, their apostleship is being defined here as well. But we see the authority of Scripture rising to the top. Because we know that both Peter and James have written letters and Scriptures in the New Testament canon. Ones that we study today. And so Scripture is testifying about itself. As Paul writes about this, we can trust what they are saying. We can trust the Word of God. So the New Testament writings are being verified right here as Paul speaks to who these other apostles are along with himself. Now, as we move on to verse 20, we see that Paul makes a declaration. Now, for our country, we have a declaration of independence. It's our founding father's document. 
that they wrote as, as our country was was being born to declare our independence as a nation. Well, Paul is writing too. It, it, here in this version, it says declare, but in your version, it may be say in my writing or some or a phrase similar to that. Paul is writing his declaration as an apostle. He, he is writing to show that in God's eyes, in the sight of God, this is who he is. And he says that he's not lying about this. He, he, is, he is not taking this casually he is not making some cavalier assertion no he's making a, a definitive blunt assertion of who he is as an apostle and that even though that's being questioned by false teachers that the church in galatia should know that he is a true god a true apostle that has brought them a true gospel that they need to hold on to he he is writing here sharing his testimony as the word of god testifies about itself we see Paul sharing his testimony about who he is. And Paul is obedient in the mission and in his communication. He's not trying to pad his stats to be more, to, to try to make them think that he's more or that he is something above them. He is just simply laying out the truth of who he is, what he has been called to do, and he's living out that call of God in his life. As we wrap up, there's a couple of takeaways I want to leave with you tonight. I hope these are applicable for you and I hope they're portable for you in this week and that as you ponder over them, you may apply them to your life. The first one is obedience matters for every believer, not just apostles. Obedience matters for every believer, not just apostles. You may say, well, I'm not Paul. I wasn't called to missionary journeys. I wasn't called on the Damascus Road. I wasn't called to go and plant churches. Well, if you're called to salvation, and are a believer and saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus, then you're called to obedience. We have to consider what obeying God looks like for us right now. What's that next step of obedience that God is calling you to, calling us to as his church, to follow him in as we get closer and closer to the new year? Secondly, the scriptures are authoritative for believers. We can trust God's holy word, the Bible. It is a holy, infallible word, and we can trust in it. It testifies here about itself, and we can know that it is inspired divinely by God himself, and it will guide us in living for him and obeying and following him by faith. Finally, authentic obedience moves the kingdom forward. Authentic obedience moves the kingdom. When we authentically obey, we don't obey out of obligation, but we, we authentically obey out of relationship with the Lord Jesus. And as we partner with others in that authentic obedience, then that moves the kingdom forward for the glory of God. And so when we consider applying this, we need to think of our relationship with God and how we can live out authentic obedience for his glory in our lives, in the life of our family, and in the life of our church. And as we consider how to apply these, we have ample opportunities to move forward, to live obediently, to live out our call, and to live for the glory of God through knowing his word and reaching out to others to advance the kingdom. I know that's challenging, but I hope it's an encouragement to you to help you see how God might use you for his glory. Let me pray for you. Lord, we ask that you would grant us the boldness and the courage to authentically obey. And we pray that you would use your word in our life 
to help us not only know you more, but to live for you more so that we can partner with other believers to advance the gospel here on earth. Lord, guide us, use us, and do it in a way only you can get the credit for it. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word.